2: at participating Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers. While supplies last, offer NSA thirty one twenty.
0: Hey everyone, John Roca here. Pluto TV is the leading free streaming television service. Watch over 100 TV channels and thousands of movies on demand, all completely free. Pluto TV never asks for a credit card. You don't even need to sign up to watch free. Pluto TV is the easy and completely legal way to watch your favorite TV shows and hit movies for free. What are you waiting for? Never pay for TV again by downloading Pluto TV. You can download Pluto TV for free on all of your favorite devices today, including your phone, Roku, Amazon Fire TV, Apple TV, Smart TVs, PlayStation, and anywhere else you stream.
1: All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
3: So, uh, Mark Sidious, we're going to open up Ruler 2 on a little bit of a somber note Mm. because I just want to send well wishes. Uh, John Williams has been hospitalized with an illness. That's all we know right now. Yeah,
4: I saw that on Twitter.
3: I saw that on Twitter, and I I immediately kind of reacted and went, nope, 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 nope. Yeah. Um, But... All we know is right now he he went to London to do – to conduct and do a show and that he fell ill mm-hmm. and now he's in the hospital. So um, the legacy that is John Williams, I mean that just not even the fact that the guy came up with Superman, the Superman theme, Jurassic Park, Jaws, yeah. Raiders of the Lost Ark, all the greats. I
4: mean he's synonymous with filmmaking. He's synonymous with movies, synonymous with greatness. He's synonymous with every – Positive adjective that you can give an artist. John Williams is synonymous with it. Yep. And of course, you know we don't know anything, so we're not going to say anything. Yeah, uh, it's, it's we, we we do know he's ill. We uh, do know he's and,
3: ill. That can and, mean anything.
4: And we do know that we wish him well. And, yeah. and um, we'll be keeping
3: a very close eye on this because and sending good vibes and and absolutely sending vibes. And the reason I brought this up is, you know, somebody hit me up on Twitter the other day and they said, "Can you imagine if?" the Star Wars movies did what like Flash Gordon did and they brought in an artist like Queen mm. to score a movie and they said wouldn't that have been wild if like some, and I, I believe they used journey which uh, is hilarious to me yeah. journey to like do what Queen did but for Star Wars it is my belief 100% that we wouldn't be talking about Star Wars today if anybody else did the music for Star Wars what do you think of that can you imagine a movie without that John Williams score? So, first of all, it's it's hard for me to believe that
2: off yeah.
3: from a sort of
4: a knee-jerk reaction. But mm-hmm. the more I sit on it, the more I think about it. Um, you know, look, I've been fairly vocal about my feelings towards um, the sequels. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing that... I think the sequels have knocked out of the park is the music. Oh god, yes. The music in The Force Awakens and the music in The Last Jedi are both incredible. Yeah, I it, mean, it's just incredible pieces, you know. So so you you might have a point there, right? I mean, if they if they would have brought in a band or a Hans Zimmer or, you know, one of the uh, Angelo Badalamenti, or one of the guys Mm. that was a little bit more popular back in those days, Andy Morricone.
3: Yeah. You know, somebody is great. Somebody like that. Nino Rota, who did uh, The Godfather. Right. You know,
4: Um, look, I do think that uh, George Lucas did have a vision for the way that music plays into the film. But look, it's one of those things that. You can't even you know, do uh, Monday m- Morning Quarterback on because John Williams is Star Wars kind of, right? It's like there's really Lucas is. and there's John Williams. It's like they're almost on par with each other and yep. how important they are to the franchise. So I don't even want to think about it. I don't even want to think about it. Because- I,
3: I, I don't either. That's why we're, we're giving him praise and wishing him well because yeah. um, he's going to be fine. We're going to get more Star Wars music. We're going to get more music from the maestro because – he is the greatest. We're wishing you well. Uh, John Williams, get better. And uh, this is a Rule of Two, Episode 12. Hello, welcome to Rule of Two. This is Episode 12 of the official Jedi Council spinoff show on the Podcast One feed. I'm your host, Mark Riley or Darth Rylas, joined as always by <laughs> Mark Sidious, aka Mark Fernandez. How are you?
4: I'm pretty good. How are you? Doing well. Yeah, doing well. Look, I got to admit that I'm still have some lingering
3: jet lag. I know. You know, everybody was very impressed though with your, your you're able to just wax philosophical as you always do on jet lag or not.
4: Yeah, yeah. Look, w- one thing I think a little housekeeping that we need to do. Oh, let's do top. some
3: housekeeping. I, I think housekeeping. I know where you're going.
4: Um, we we got a lot. You know, not a lot, to be honest with you. It's like yeah. the kind of like the vocal minority, but Sure. And it's a fair point. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know, mm-hmm. so 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 that's why I want to address it at the top here and do a little housekeeping. Um we were having a discussion last week and um as we do we get sort of into our discussions and mm-hmm. a little bit, you know, riled up and we missed some facts. You know? Yeah, we did. And we missed uh, one fact about, you know, whether or not Ahsoka Was alive or not alive Mm -hmm. at the end of Rebels Rebels to see if she could somehow play into the timeline that we were conjecturing on. Mm -hmm. Now, I felt that she was alive. Mm -hmm. You felt that maybe she wasn't. In any case, we both didn't know. We didn't know. Right, right, right. And – I think it's okay not to 100% know everything about Star Wars. Okay? No, and I and, and still love it is my point, and, and, still, and still, love still be able it. to talk about
3: it. Yeah, and still have people to enjoy what it is that we have to say about it. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Well, you know, we we made the kind of disclaimer that, you know, if you want the canon junkies, if you really want to go in the deep dives of like Rebels, Clone Wars, the books, the comics, yeah. including yeah. the movies, yeah. There's a great show called Jedi Council. It's a great show. It has, and they do fact check. They have all their things, and too. they know it because they, well, they they devour this stuff. This show has always been. You and I are movie guys. Yeah, we we love the movies. We maybe not like the video movies games some too. To, for me, video anyway, games. Yeah, yeah. I I tend to fall behind on some of the video games yeah. lately, but you know, it's the thing. I I. Of course, everybody pointed out yes that Ahsoka did live, and I remember now seeing that it was like in yeah. the moment though I couldn't remember. I got like fifteen screenshots of her alive. Yeah, oh.
4: <laughs> and look, I appreciate it. I actually appreciate the yeah. fans or you know the listeners being a a participatory element of our show. Yeah, and 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 joining the discussion. So yeah. if, if we ask each other, was she alive? Was she not alive? And you answer it for us, then the model works.
3: Yeah. And we go,
4: oh, yeah, great. Thank you. But look, the one thing I will take issue with, Mm -hmm. and and I'm not – this isn't a defensive statement or anything. um, But the sort of the fallacy that two people can have a fun, productive discussion that brings forth even potential insights – about stuff mm-hmm. because they don't know all the facts about every single little piece of canon that's out there especially canon that's outside of the films i just don't think it's true you know i'm with you it, it, it's it's elitist it, it's not inclusionary and for us you know this show to me like after doing 12 episodes now I'm really thinking about it it's mm-hmm. really about how star wars influences our personal philosophy on life god yes Right, I mean yes. that's, that's basically what we're doing here. It's like, how did these beautiful lessons and this great myth influence our beautiful life in this weird ride that we're on? Yeah, and that's what makes Star Wars special to me. So,
3: yeah, I, I'm with you. Uh, I I couldn't say it better. I mean, we're we're in a, a kind of a gotcha culture. Yeah, you know where you get one fact wrong, and gotcha, gotcha, you're wrong. <laughs> right. You like, how dare you? Gotcha. Whatever it may be. Yeah. And it's like do you
4: remember that movie, Gotcha? With the paintball gun Oh, God, what a great movie Holy
3: remember shit Remember that movie, Gotcha? Yeah, I do Okay, uh, so this is the new show uh, All on the making of Gotcha Yeah oh, First of all, God, it, it, if
4: you guys haven't seen that movie It is a lot of fun
3: <laughs> That is um, I forget who the Holy star God. was on it uh, I want to say it's Matthew Modine But I don't know No, No, what. no, 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 no. It, it, Hold on, I'm looking it up. Little side adventure here yeah. as we look up. Gotcha, the movie, great movie, 1985 film. Here we go. I got it right here. Uh, oh my god, I can't believe that. Oh my god, who is that guy? It's not. Oh wait, it's uh, Anthony Edwards. I want to say. Is it? No, 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 no. He's
4: is oh, that he's, Anthony he's, Edwards? I think he's in it. Is he in it?
3: Oh, I remember. Gotcha, Anthony Edwards. Oh my God. So, yeah. The, I remember okay. this Anyway, now. so
4: 1985 classic Gotcha. If you guys haven't seen it and you love doing the Gotcha game on Twitter, watch <laughs> this movie because it is a lot of fun. But anyway, I'm sorry. Keep going.
3: Yeah, no, but the Gotcha culture. The Gotcha culture. Is, let me just put it this way without being, you know, defensive as well. Yeah. It's such a drag, man. It's like, yeah. I, I, I get it. Like, you know, you, you want to go, you, you want to listen to a podcast, you want to listen to a brand that. Knows everything that you're talking about, and, and that's who we are. But we are also, to your point, like we wax philosophical about yeah. the magic of Star Wars, how it affects our lives. We like to speculate. We know the movies inside and out. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Rebels, I, I did fall off on. That's why I. I, I fell I, off on it too. Yeah, I mean, that's why I loved it. Season the three, end.
4: I really enjoyed. I, I, mm-hmm. I, I really enjoyed the storyline of Ezra. Coming, um, having uh, the sort of the battle with the dark side, Mm -hmm. you know, I
3: loved all that. Yeah,
4: and uh, you know, um, Darth Maul taking him under his wing and Mm -hmm. trying to actually seduce him, and the whole story with the Sith holocrons and all that stuff. That stuff to me was fascinating, but that was really the only uh, plot line that I actually enjoyed in Rebels.
3: You know, it's just it's not for me. Yeah, and I I fell off it because I was I don't know. I mean, you know, it's hard to. You know, produce and write and do the things that we do here and have enough time to catch these things because knowing full well that, you know, Ken Napsok and Christian Harloff are going to hit those points, I would have to go somewhere else and do, well, great, you got that. I got to go over here and do this. It is what it is. Uh, Apologies for not knowing it, I I guess we could say. First of all, (laughs) fair fair
4: enough. I do want to extend an apology for the hardcore fans who feel offended that we are being unprofessional by not having all of these details and facts. Mm-hmm. But I also want to say that there is a show for you on this very network called Jedi Council that doesn't make those kinds of mistakes. Yeah. Um but I also want to say that this show has the license to not be judged by us. Right. Right. On on that same criteria. Yeah. This is a show about Star Wars our love for for it the movies, conjecture, and really how Star Wars influences our own
3: personal philosophy. That's the show right there. Yeah. That, yeah. That's it in a nutshell. And if you want hardcore canon, they're live every day – or every Thursday, 10 a.m. Yeah. PST. Tomorrow. You can see Jedi Council. Tomorrow, Tomorrow you can see it. Then, Ken Napsak, Christian Ken Napsod, Harloff. Ken Napsak, Christian Harloff, and somebody that you know from the Star Wars space. Yeah, the gotcha culture, Sure. You got us. Yeah, like
4: to quote there. the great to create uh, to quote the great Walter White. Mm.
3: You got me. You got that's right. <laughs> you got me. Right. Yeah, pull back, yeah. pull back, pull, pump the brakes, man. We're sorry. Yeah, right. yeah. Some so, people so, came so in hot.
4: What What do we have this week?
3: This week is interesting.
4: You, you know what? Okay, so that's yeah. a rhetorical question because I obviously know what we have this week. <laughs> but but um, I do want to ask you a question, sort of to Please. segue.
3: Ooh, I like off this. of off of what we just talked about, have you seen Resistance? No, I have not seen Resistance yet. I haven't either. Yeah, um, I know that. Gotcha. It, it gotcha. <laughs> we just lost ten people. They just went. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. You know what? I, I, I like the animation style. I really like the animation style. Yeah. I know a lot of people have problems with it, but I, I really dug it. Again, I know Christian got some early access and I think he's what's talking the vibe about with it.
4: Christian and these guys, are they into I it? They not I, into I think
3: it? he likes it. I want to say that he likes it, that it's definitely like finding its footing, that it's definitely kind of geared towards kids a little bit. Um, but maybe but that he sees, he sees goodness in it, mm. that he's liking it. Um, again, I, it's interesting what's going on right now. You know, let me get your take on this. It just made made me think about this. Interesting what's going on right now with the canon offshoots. The mm. TV show, mm. the books, the mm. comics. I'm I'm not I'm not able to follow that much because yeah. of either I it's, feel you. it's work, it's, you know, time, you know, there are a lot of things that we do outside of work that require our attention. I have a theory about this. Okay. And I think I might be on the same page with you. Lay on this theory with me because I, I might. Yeah, I so, think I know so, where you're going. so,
4: so here's why I'm not loving the offshoots okay. personally. Okay, yeah. and it's that again. And I God, I hate to sound like a broken record, but it all goes back to what I call the systemic and um, you know, gotta uh, you know, like I don't want to say it again and just rehash old things. Sure. But, the 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 focus of the ancillary content around Star Wars if the movies themselves are trying to distance themselves from the hero and the Jedi and that sort of Jedi thing, even like the Sith. Sabers, the Sith, yeah, the Sith, right? I mean, they've been right. completely obl- like obliterated. Yeah, like at least yeah. the Jedi survived uh, the you know the purge, yeah, right. But the Sith didn't survive the purge, right? Where are the Sith, yeah. they became the Knights of Ren and whatever it is that Snoke is. Um, if it's that obvious in the films. It's even more obvious in the offshoots mm. to me yeah um, with rebels and, and and like I don't want to get too hard on rebels because rebels actually did focus on two Jedi yeah. you know one 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 that was just learning the ways of the force and one that was uh, um, you know escaped uh, order 66 guy yeah so you know so so maybe what I'm saying is actually not you know altogether there but with resistance I just have no interest in that story.
3: I am I'm, I'm with you. I, I I'm I'm trying to find interest in it. Yeah, um, and like, and it's a time period that is very interesting to me. Yeah. Like it takes place before Force Awakens. Now, I don't know if it's you know, maybe is it cuz it's geared a little bit more towards kids yeah. and that you know, the adults that love Star yeah. Wars that watch it are going to get into it, but
4: I don't know what it is. You know what's a good example maybe hmm. just to riff, okay? Yeah, let's riff. Is CSI. Mm-hmm. Okay, so CSI started out as a CSI with William Peterson or Patterson. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, now I'm careful about every you know every single thing I say. We're just gotcha. riffing here, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Gotcha>. <laughs> so William Patterson CSI took place in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then uh, it became one of the most watched successful shows on television, and um, they did an offshoot of it. Yeah, and the next offshoot was uh, you know was CSI in Miami.
3: Yeah, with okay? David Carradine, right? With yeah. David
4: Carradine. Um, I believe Miami came before CSI New York, you Mm. know, gotcha or not. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not sure. But anyway. Right. It began to franchise itself. Right. Right. And that's what that means, right? Like when you franchise something, that means that you have franchise values, Mm -hmm. and then you replicate them in a different context, right? Mm -hmm. So you have something like McDonald's, Mm -hmm. right? And you want to franchise that, so you build basically McDonald's, but you build it in a different city and you change the architecture of the buildings ever so slightly. You might even staff different staff. You might even have a new menu item. Yeah, you know, like you might have like a. Like a, a like a special barbecue sandwich if you're in Tennessee or right. a fried chicken sandwich if you're, like, in the south or right. whatever, right? Um, but it's still McDonald's. Right. Okay? Now, with Star Wars, as Star Wars keeps franchising itself out, I think it's missing a little bit of that core. Yeah. You know? Like, even though Rebels um, – you know, now that I think about it, I think Rebels – was trying to to keep that core mm-hmm. and then they you know rebels I think might have alienated some folks when it tried to replicate or 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 hearken on the um the art style. Of the original uh, Star Wars concept artist, I'm God. I'm forgetting his name right now. Oh yeah,
3: Ralph McQuarrie. I know what you're talking about. Ralph McQuarrie, right?
4: Like this ultra thin lightsabers. Mm -hmm. I've heard a lot of complaints about that. Wow. The sort of elongated faces Mm -hmm. that that like the art style kind of turned some people off. Yeah. You know, where like uh, Clone Wars, the first animated show had that kind of Greek you know Grecian urn style yeah, animation. Yeah,
3: Starkowski, you're talking about that first one, right? Yeah, Not yeah, the yeah, yeah. Felony one that yeah, we, yeah. we also love that Yeah. One. yeah. yeah.
4: The, the six part series. Six I actually part think it's it great. Yeah. Um it takes a very specific style.
3: Mm-hmm. Um
4: but I think it's it's very franchised. You know, it's like it's 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 a good franchising of Star Wars. I think Rebels better, you know, but Resistance just seems like you're forcing us to fall in love with, like, a subplot that we might not be super interested in. Last thing I'll yeah. say, um, in, the sh- in the Shakespeare play Hamlet, mm-hmm. okay, there's two characters in – God, I'm going to get – Rosencrantz and Guildenstern? Rosencrantz and Guildenstern, right? Yeah. There was an entire very, very, very successful play about just them.
3: Yeah, Rosencrantz, uh, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. Yes. Yeah, love so it. So
4: that, That's kind of what we get with Resistance a little bit. You know what I mean? So it's, I, like, yeah. it's like here's like these little subplots that are obviously not part of the core that – we 're going to put all this effort and all this energy into mm-hmm. to try to develop, and
3: I, you know like I appreciate the effort, but for me personally, it falls a little flat i 'm with you I, I think that it's interesting when you think of the Clone Wars um, that came obviously after the prequels mm. and before we got the new movies and before the announcement that there were going to be new movies, and so I think that there was. Something about that series in particular—that's mm, a good point—that was very special because there was no Star Wars. Well, it was
4: also redemptive in a way, right? It yeah. was geared towards redemption,
3: redemption, and it was like really going in on the the journey of Anakin. It was something that we all wanted to see in the movies that maybe mm-hmm. some people felt they didn't get. And I, I really think th- this is what it it's is for me. Point. It's a great point. The Clone Wars were the only thing out there as far as a, some Star Wars material, live action or animation or otherwise, right? Mm. There was still the, the expanded – Yeah, a lot of novels and stuff. A lot of novels and stuff and everything. But now, to your franchise point, I think it's right on the money. It's also – there's so much of it that I'm like – it's not the, – the Saw Gerrera, I know, uh, popped up in the movie Rogue One. He was from the Clone Wars. Forrest Whitaker did, his, the, did the part. That's the only – and gotcha. Correct me if I'm wrong, everybody mm-hmm. out there listening or watching right now. Has there been any kind of references? My point being is that there's all this material out there and I want to read a lot of it. But there's a part of me that's like none of us are going to really show up in the movies, is it? None of it – like this – is this going to pay off in the movie? Right, right. Are we going to get like a plot line that can right. maybe be expanded on? Where everything else
4: usually did show up in the movies. Where right? everything
3: usually showed up in the movies. I mean you know, we all – we love the Thrawn novels, the, the Timothy Zahn uh, yeah, novels Fair that came out. In the, yeah, because we didn't have any Star Wars. Yeah, And we got this idea that, wait a minute, there's st- – that this takes place after Return of the Jedi. Cool. That's something because there's nothing else out there. And you're getting your Star Wars game on. You're yeah. able to to read that stuff. Now, everywhere you turn, there's a Vader comic that's doing something that I don't know where they're going. There's the 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 other Star Wars line of comics. And these are things Dr. that uh, – Dr. Uh, Afra. Dr. Afra's out there. There's so much out there that I want to devour it all. Don't get me wrong. But the time that I have to give to other material is is pretty small. The The workloads that we both do – you know what? What can you do? Mm. I just think that it's hard to follow along when we've heard the the narrative. We've heard the conversation about Kathleen Kennedy that that's not on her agenda. You know, her agenda is to make movies, mm. right? And so I've heard that it's like those offshoots are just they're not really tying into anything. Yeah, and which is
4: like, it, and this it's worries a bummer me. to me. Yeah, look, and this worries me a little bit about the Mandalorian. And, mm-hmm. like, I'm going to drop an Easter egg right now. I'm not going to say anything. Okay. But um, Riley and I heard something about The Mandalorian. We sure did. That should be dropping any second now. It's not our scoop. So, you yeah, know, we're well done. Gonna. Well done to the reporter that got it. Mm-hmm. We heard about it. Yeah. After, you know, they did. But, look, we we play a clean game here.
3: Yeah, we play a clean game. And, and we should probably preface this by it's not like story details or um, it's not like speculation or something. There's something coming that is gonna be like oh shit. So just uh, with that, you'll see the news. Believe me. So
4: so look, um, I'm totally with you. Um, You know, it's like back in the day, um, there was this uh, role playing game, Mm -hmm. you know, which was uh, a Star Wars role playing game that was really friggin' cool. Yeah, and it was um, one of the first expanded universe type things that came out. Uh, It came out before. The Timothy Zahn novels, and it's like my oh, yeah yeah, yeah I it starting to yeah yeah I think it was made by God here is going to be another gotcha but I think it was made by SSI the company <laughs> I'm not sure but it, um, I still have the original books at home it it basically was like how we were introduced to a bunch of concepts like um, like Dathomir mm, um, right. And, like, uh, I I believe Kyber Crystals. I believe uh, Holocrons. Mm. So, you know, like a lot of that lore that's a, a really embedded into Star Wars now, a lot of it came from um, this uh, Star Wars role-playing game. And it's like, imagine if back then they would have made a, the Star Wars role-playing game. But they would have said, you know what? The, the Star Wars role-playing game is only going to be about the Jawa versus the Sand People.
3: Mm.
4: That's it. <laughs> that's so cool. That's all you get. Yeah, you know, and you're like, uh,
3: what? Yeah,
4: what happened to the rest of Star Wars? No, 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 no. Forget the rest of Star Wars. This is it's like, so funny. You have such a great to, reference. Yeah. You have to love the Jawas and you have to love the Sand People. There's a lot of great stories in the Jawas and the Sand People. Like, but I want Luke Skywalker. Yeah, and it's okay to want Luke Skywalker. Yes, and I. T- it's okay to walk into a McDonald's and want the Big Mac. Right. You know, like you can have the. McRib and you can have the you know special Tennessee uh whatever mm-hmm. but it has to have the Big Mac. Yes. You know, and I feel like a lot of these expanded like or whatever they call them now these canon offshoots just don't have the Big Mac.
3: Yeah, and I and and to use the word canon, canon is, you know, Knapsock walks in with a great shirt the other day saying this shirt is canon. Right, And I it's so it great. it's such a perfect kind of um like these things are canon and I'm like, well, what does that mean? It's not popping into the movies, which is the canon. The canon is always centered around the movies. If if, if the movies are mm, I see point, the yeah. big dance, the Super Bowl, the everything and these other books and comics and video games are canon, what are they? The playoffs <laughs> to the right. Super Bowl that, right. that, that right. have nothing to do with – it's hard to follow. It's hard to, it's but hard they're not to get even excited. That, that clearly
4: connected with each other.
3: Yeah, that's the thing I got because immediately. Like, oh, when, Bloodlines, Bloodlines
4: explains that. Oh, oh or, uh, you know, the blah, 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 blah explains that. Or the Canto Bite novel makes that Canto Bite scene a lot better. It's it, like, I, I'm not reading the Canto Bite novel, mate. Yeah. It's
3: just, it's not happening. <laughs> that, it, such a perfect example. That, you shouldn't have to read the supplementary material for the movie to be better. You yeah. know, that movie should just jump out at you immediately. Yeah, I mean, look, it's okay. And, and, like, and then you read the stuff to enhance. That's hands. my take. Yes. So, so look, that wasn't the topic. That wasn't the topic. No, no, no. You know,
4: now, God, I wonder if the topic is a little too negative. Well,
3: it's worth talking about. It's worth talking about because it's something that well, well. First, let's put a pin on the 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 canon talk. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that. There are stuff out there that's really good. To your point about Bloodline, I enjoyed the hell out of the book yeah, because yeah, yeah. there are certain books that I mean, like, people are like, "You got to go read." Sith Lords, this. I've heard, is a really good. Sith book. Sith Lords was fantastic. Okay, I've never read that one. Yeah, like, that one you that, would That's dig. The one Christian always recommends. You would dig that one. Um, Bloodline was great. Lost Stars was great. Um, there are certain ones that just don't get me, and until I hear from like your Christian Harloffs and Ken Napsocks, I was like, "You got to read this book." Mm-hmm. I'm I'm waiting for the movie. I'm waiting for The Mandalorian because I'm always a kind of a live-action guy. I love the the characters of Star Wars. I love it when oh, it's cinematic. There's one thing I want to talk about with Mandalorian. OK. OK. Um, but yeah, yeah, we put a pin on that. That's yeah, fine. Yeah. Go to The Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah. If
4: you know, look, we, we've talked about that forever. We can talk about that again. But yeah. <laughs> man, I loved that picture of George Lucas uh, on the set of The Mandalorian. Right. And um, what I loved about it the most, I think – was that if you notice in the picture, George <laughs> Lucas actually has the light on on his phone, mm-hmm. so that he can light up him and Favreau, right? So yeah. that the picture can be clearer.
3: Get a little bit of uh, lighting on the yeah. set,
4: which 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 leads me to believe the conjecturist in me leads me to believe that they tried to take that picture multiple times, <laughs> and they and like they couldn't, you know, it was too dark.
3: So he pulled out his phone to give us a special edition.
4: Yeah, yeah. So he pulled out his phone to enhance the lighting of the picture. Yep. And you can see that he's trying to like not – pretend like the phone is not there and do the smile. But anyway, that made me smile. That made me
3: smile too. You
4: know, George Lucas – first of all, George Lucas on set makes me smile because it makes me question some of the vitriol that I that I think exists between Lucas and, and, um, and Lucas film. Film, yeah. Yeah. Um, and seeing him, you know, I saw him at the Han Solo premiere. I was, you know, there, like yeah. meet, feet away from him, and Me I thought too, that yeah. was great. Um, and now he's on set, so there does seem to be a relationship between Lucas and Star Wars that I want to learn more about.
3: Yeah, I I took that picture. I went, wait, he's on the set of the Mandalorian. That's great. Yeah. I really got excited because I kind of posed this question out there. I think it was on online, Twitter and whatnot, is that could we be seeing a little bit of a shift where he is getting a little bit more? Is that your Dave Filoni who did work closely with him, right? who is an executive producer on The Mandalorian along with Jon Favreau and directing the pilot? So we got Filoni in there, worked tirelessly with Lucas on The Clone Wars. Maybe this is a really good sign maybe- or, or, or is it
4: that guy who wakes up in the morning and scrolls through his phone mm-hmm. looking at Instagram and Twitter and stuff like that and says, mm, maybe I should text her mm. you know, maybe I should text Feloni and see if I can get back. You know maybe it's him trying to make those baby steps, changing the tune of his song yes. that he said on Charlie Rose, right. which, which was to step away from the whole thing. Yeah, Maybe he's having a
3: little regret with that. You know, Maybe he's trying to get back in the mix. He might be because if you show up on the set, you're George Lucas. You you don't think these guys running that ship over at the, for the Mandalorian aren't going to go, what do you think, George? I mean they'd be out of their mind to not go, what do you think of this? Yeah. And the fact that he's showing up there – for me is. A but I think great it might be. The, so first of all, absolutely, but I think it might be
4: because what do you think George implies that Star Wars still wants to get his opinion, right? Where I think Star Wars has been very comfortable without his opinion. Lately. Obviously they have, yeah, you know. I think it might be more of the other way around where he's saying, "Hey, Filoni, what's up, bud?" like can I swing by the the set? You know, like can I fly to London or wherever it is they're filming it? Yeah. Are they filming Mandalorian in London? I don't know. Okay, yeah. Good. gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> I can't believe
2: you don't know where they're filming it, Riley. Right.
4: All caps and tweet 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 yell tweet. But sweep. Uh, but yeah, he's calling Filoni and Favre and saying, "Hey guys, like I'm free tomorrow. Like you want to go grab a coffee? Mm-hmm. You know, can I go check out the set?" I'd love to check out the set especially if um they are using some of his source material for the Bounty Hunter show which I, you know again you you made a tiny little snafu last week you called it 1313 which was the Bounty Hunter video game yeah and every other comment was a <laughs> <was laughs>
3: I, know, I <laughs> but know yeah,
4: yeah, there was a bounty hunter television live action show that was developed by Lucas that supposedly they used some of that material for the mandalorian
3: right that's you what know? that's what we've heard and and why wouldn't you you have all that right. that stuff characters, what not previous previz stuff yeah. I, I wouldn't see why I mean but,
4: but which way do you think it is if we had to bet, do you think it's Star Wars reaching out to Lucas, or do you think it's Lucas trying to get back in the fold or 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 missing because hmm. like, let's think of it like in the and look, I, I'm not just using this analog because I think it's funny. I'm using this analog because this is directly what Lucas used on Charlie Rose mm-hmm. is that he compared his relationship with Star Wars to a relationship between a man and a woman.
3: Mm-hmm. And he said like sometimes,
4: sometimes it's better to just have a clean break yeah, and not see her anymore. That's li- Something like that is literally what he said. Yeah. So in this scenario is, is Star Wars, the woman, according to Lucas. Mm-hmm calling him because she misses him or is it he
3: calling her because he misses her? I wonder if it's – a little bit of both like – and I don't mean to not, like not pick a side but yeah. when you think about the relationship he had with Dave Filoni. Right. They have kids. They have kids, yeah. right? The Clone Wars uh, is their offspring, right? Yeah. Um I think they're on a good speaking terms and I think that it's, you know, how are you doing? Um, you know, you should pop by, yeah. that kind of stuff. <laughs> I don't know if it's If that. you're around. If you you're around. I mean? Yeah. Um, Do you mind if I you – know? I, I, I think it's so a little it's bit mutual. of both. I think it's mutual. I think that Lucas is – I mean just him showing up and Favreau looking like a kid in a candy store standing next to George Lucas. Yeah. Just this huge smile. Yeah. I think it's. I think it's both. Yeah. So oh, look, I think they can reach out. And go, let's go. Hey. Let's go one layer deeper. All right. Oh, okay. I like
4: this. Is it though mm-hmm. more clever than that, or more um, uh, perhaps cunning than that? Which is, hey, this is the PR guy mm-hmm. or girl. Say, hey, Lucas, can you swing by? Let's make sure we get that shot, and let's make sure that the light is bright enough. Hey, George, can you? Oh. You know, not George coming up with the fun part to turn on the lights. Like, hey George, you have a phone on you? Can you? Yeah, can fl-
3: you light yourself? <laughs> can you light yourself?
4: Flying in the phone. <laughs> you, yeah. Oh, actually, or better yet, hey George, here's my phone. Yeah. Here's the here's the light on it.
3: Can you like? Uh, oh God, that's. Over I would. Is it I. Play? I wouldn't be surprised. Nah, because listen, we're kind of, the Last Jedi Solo's failure at the box office. Yeah. There, there's a lot of. Chatter. Yeah. There's a lot of fan divisiveness, obviously. You know, people are doing YouTube videos, yeah. like going, yeah, you ruined my life, you know, whatever. Right. It it's may like be. Force
4: Awakens and Rogue One, I think everybody kind of liked.
3: Yeah, I think generally across the board, everybody yeah. was pretty much in.
4: Like, I didn't love The Force Awakens. Right. I really enjoyed Rogue One. I didn't yeah. love The Force Awakens, but I didn't like. Ah, yeah, you know like I wasn't going crazy about it, right? But last Jedi and Han Solo are kind of like lumped together as this like
3: Right. They are. Yeah. They are. It was almost like, yeah, we had um um what's the the kind of the reference? It's like, you know, reintroduced to Star Wars Force Awakens honeymoon phase. Rogue One is like marriage is good. Last <laughs> Jedi is like we're on the rocks. <laughs> <Right>. Solo divorced. <laughs> right, you know right. it's like oh shit. Yeah. So I you know I think it could be I, man. Yeah. That's a that's is a good one. Is it a PR one. ploy? I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Hey, I think, George, if here's
4: the f- hey George can you turn on the light on the phone? I can't see your face. You know use my phone.
3: Yeah. I, I you know I wouldn't be surprised if Kathleen Kennedy, who does have a I, I actually I don't know if she has a good relationship with Lucas or not. I do know that Lucas went to her and said, I want you to run Lucasfilm. Yeah. Is there Hand something her, there? Yeah. Hand picked her. Is there something there? She's like, George, you want to come out? You know, check she it also
4: out? did say, I have so much respect for everything that Lucas did and these characters that he made and he's gonna work and, mm-hmm. and he's gonna be very involved in everything. She also said that.
3: She also said that. I know. I'm rolling my eyes because it's like not yeah. really. Huh. Uh here's what let me throw another one. Let's go a little deeper here. Okay. Set for the Mandalorian in California. Okay. Oh, okay. So it's being shot here. It's being shot here, and I'm trying to find exactly where it's being shot. Um because I'm thinking, I'm wondering if it's We're trying to break into the to the set. You're <laughs> breaking into the set? Yeah. Well, we'll find it. We'll go and just find steal a bunch of stuff. Creep outside. <laughs> is it possible that they're filming it right here on Disney lot? I'm trying to find it without like going away from the mic and having horrible pauses in this. You know, yeah, to yeah, find yeah, out. Yeah, it yeah. says, oh, series being shot in Southern California. So there it is. Yeah. So look, it's within the realm
4: of reason that it's being shot at the lot. I doubt it though, right?
3: I doubt it. I think it's somewhere. There's big sound
4: stages there.
3: There's big sound stages, but there's – you never know where it is. I was wondering if it was up north. So it's just a hot hop, skip and a jump for Lucas yeah. because – So know, look,
4: if it's being shot in Southern California, you can
3: probably predict a lot of desert-type terrain. Could be. Yeah. These are big sets that – look, I'm looking at some sets. It's a big lot. Um yeah, I don't know. There's trees surrounding it. This looks like a big area. Uh, what's that one? You never know. I mean, yeah, I see a yeah, big yeah. parking lot there. It's looked like something they built. So right, right, right. I don't know. With this, we whole try thing, to go there. We know people and that can maybe get us. Yeah, on but the nobody set.
4: gives us access.
3: No, not with that.
4: So, look, I'm I'm the owner of Collider. You are, and you're Riley. Yeah, and we're always relegated to plus ones. That's very true. Yeah. Let's,
3: let's we get, always get the plus one. Let's make this happen. We never get the invites. Not, so, not the invites. So look, another piece of housekeeping,
4: one. okay? Now that we're putting all the cards on the table.
3: I love this. We're just putting everything out there.
4: Like, we're not Disney shows. <laughs> okay? No.
3: Like, I love that narrative out there yeah, that still take, happens look, from, from time to time. And Disney, if you're listening
4: to me right now, I would happily take Disney money to promote your films. Absolutely.
3: Happily. I will take it. Do you know how much a wedding costs? I right. will take that freaking <laughs> right, money. Right, right. We're, I did that. The first Riley Roundtable was Confessions of a Disney Show. Nice. Because I wanted to go right at that. Because it's like, where in your, like, how? Right. And somebody is pointing out that, no, 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 it's proof that, like, somebody did, Disney did pay somebody for a good review, and, like, there was something that came out years and years ago. And we're going to get gotcha on that. This is going to be the new thing, gotcha. <laughs> right. Hashtag gotcha. Right. Um, God, that, I want to
4: see like a little gotcha um, – uh, something
3: fun with the original art of the movie. Gotcha. Yeah, right. Check out that gotcha. movie, gotcha. But um, that that there was something – I'm not going to look it up because it's just ridiculous because to bring up that, that, that was an outlier right, of right. whatever happened there. To To think that we would get paid – or even, I mean, you know, people's thoughts here in the Collider family of whether it's Solo, The Last Jedi, Force yeah. Awakens, and we Nobody's... did do that thing with Denny's and uh, for Solo, yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was just fun. I, 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 you know, people were calling us out for that, and it's like, oh, you don't want to go get free food at Denny's and eat and do a show there and look, kind of be cool and
4: and make sponsorship dollars that help fund the business and pay people's salaries that's,
3: and keep the dream alive. You that, know? that's what was the biggest. That that was yeah. hilarity to me. Yeah. When you call us out for being shills and now we're at Denny's and whatnot, it's like, you know that we. This was a sponsorship. Yeah. So yeah, yeah.
4: look, uh, it, and it's it's not a it's not a coincidence that the Black Panther uh, rides on top of uh, whatever it is a Nissan. What what is it in the show? A Toyota, a Nissan, and Black Panther that
3: they're riding on top of. Oh, uh, oh yeah, it was a uh, yeah, it was a uh, an Audi or a Nissan or whatever. Or, or, I know what you're talking whatever. about.
4: Whatever, it's not a coincidence that it's also the same car that's in, you know, uh, the Winter Soldier that they're riding on top of that. Yeah, and, uh, you know, it's not it's not a, a Audi maybe or in Spider-Man Homecoming it's an Audi. That's not a coincidence that it's also an Audi in
3: Iron Man. Yeah, it, you know these. Sponsorships they give to these movies that's some extra stuff for the budget to give you some more effects to maybe get that actor you really want you right, know, right, with right, the right 20 million it's part dollar of the business. It's part of the business, it's part of the business. Of the business. you know, what I'll say, but Got anyway, you all we you are want. not, yeah,
4: we are not uh, currently sponsored by Disney. But no. if anybody from Disney wants to talk business. My phone is always <laughs> turned on.
3: We will leave your phone number in the comment section below. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I don't. That, that to so me like, that narrative first of is all, hysterical. We've
4: been at this for a minute, and we still haven't talked about our main topic. Haven't gotten
3: to our main topic. So like, I'm thinking right to myself, now,
4: what's going to be the title of this of this podcast if we haven't gotten to the topic until like? Maybe we have this.
3: Okay. I'm going to go right into it. Mark yeah. Hamill okay. goes on uh, a tweet.
0: Okay. Instagram,
3: right. all caps. The force killed Luke. I yeah. wonder if that's the title. You have to acknowledge the irony in First his that's fate. First of a great title. Almost like an addict that kicked his habit, cold turkey, remained clean for decades, only to reuse just once and then tragically overdoses. He shared the last panels of The Last Jedi comic adaptation. Yeah, And he hashtags sad Skywalker, hashtag force fatality. Yeah. Hashtag Jedi Junkie. This was tongue in cheek from Mark Hamill himself. Yeah, and what's interesting is I read this, and I went, "What is he saying right now?" Yeah. So tell me, like,
4: look, I have my own thoughts about this. What are your thoughts? You know, first of all, the comments, like, like if you don't follow Mark Hamill, uh, go check it out on, on 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 Instagram. It's Hamill himself, and. uh, uh and he it's his last post as of the recording of this podcast. It's currently got 4,700 comments. And these are – this is an incredible, fun read. Or some of these comments are friggin' hilarious.
3: Are they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I didn't go in because I did see some. Yeah, I mean we could do a whole show where it's just reading the comments. Comments on Mark Hamill's
4: posts and Star Wars posts. Mm-hmm. Because like – oh my god. It's just uh, – it, it's incredible, but anyway, I'm sorry. Your, your, uh, uh, your, uh, you know, reaction. my
3: immediate reaction is, Mar- Mark Hamill still doesn't like what happened to Luke. Mm. That's my immediate That's reaction. The bottom line, yeah. That's I mean, enough and said, yeah. And then my immediate reaction after that is like, you're stirring up that you're you're continuing to yeah. you know, invite right fans to come in it who didn't why. like yeah, why yeah that. It's hard for me. I, I, I'm going to say because we're we're on two sides of this table. I'm on one side. You're on the other. Yeah. And that is exactly where we are with the Last Jedi. We are on two sides of it, two, and that's Two and we,
4: different sides. Yeah. But and we
3: can still yeah. have a conversation and really love Star Wars. Sure. Um, this to me is like you're, you're still going. Yeah. Why? I, I mean, you We know he's going to be in Episode Nine. That was in the. Um, that was in the announcement from Disney. Right. They didn't even sh- like hide their cards this time and do the JJ. Yeah, but I don't box. think they have a
4: choice. I think at that point, like he feels, he finally feels so confident in his position in Star Wars
3: mm-hmm. that they need him to be a Force Ghost or whatever yeah. it is that he's going to be, that he doesn't care. Oh, I'm going to bring up something because I, I read something the other day, but we're going to get there. I'm going to put a pin on that right now. Tease it for a little bit, <laughs> <about> five minutes, <laughs> right. and we're going to go there because. Has to do with episode right. nine. Insert Disney uh, commercial break right here. <laughs> Insert Disney commercial break. I'm gonna go ahead and count my money from Disney real quick. Gut, yep. it's all there. Um, but this, I'm like, because oh, here's the thing. I did go into those comments, and I was like, oh god, yeah, here we go again. And yeah. it just stirring the pot. It's he's stirring the pot, and I'm like, why, why, why? It's a good question. Well, I know. I I think I can. Know, I know why he fundamentally disagreed with the character that Ryan Johnson. Yeah, wrote for him basically, and that's a quote. I mean that that thing has been yeah, played yeah, yeah, so yeah. many times. I can now memorize with that everything.
4: Quote. Uh, I think the quote is: "I fundamentally disagree with everything." everything. Yeah. yeah,
3: and so I'm like, I you know what? I get it. If you don't like it, you know, other people didn't. There are people that like the Last Jedi. I'm one of them. Somebody in the comments that you're talking about the zombie, am Am I the only one that liked the Last Jedi? That's hysterical <laughs> right, to me right, right. because now it it's funny. far enough away where it's like. I don't care. If you guys are going to yell at me because I like a frickin' movie, have at it. First of it.
4: all, I enjoy that people
3: like it. Yeah. It's fine that people like it. I don't
4: like it, and it's okay for me to be frustrated with my favorite franchise because sure. I didn't like the way it turned out. Yeah. Um, but here's here's where I think this – again, so you set it up beautifully. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now I'm going to go one level deeper into the depths of hell. Here. I love this. Okay? Mm-hmm. The force killed Luke. Mm. You have to acknowledge the irony in his fate. Okay? That almost seems like, "Oh, where are you going with this?" Yeah. You know, "Where's this going, pal?" And then he hits you with with his honest feeling, almost like an addict that mm-hmm. kicked his habit cold turkey, remained clean for decades, only to ju- use just once and then tragically overdose. Mm. So he's referring … to a very sad and tragic reality that happens mm-hmm. with uh, people that relapse
3: mm-hmm. on and cocaine. Addiction and addiction and how horrible it is. Mostly
4: on cocaine, on heroin. Heroin, meth, on what have meth, you. meth, mm-hmm. like drugs that are uh, – have high mortality rates mm-hmm. that people are, are, are successfully able to kick and then relapse and then uh, have no tolerance for it anymore. Use the same amount of it as they did when they were active users. The body can't deal with it and they die. And there's many, many cases of this, all tragic, all very, very, very sad, Mm -hmm. right? Hashtag sad Skywalker. Hmm. So hashtag force fatality, hashtag Jedi junkie. I do. All three of these hashtags are incredibly negative.
3: Right. They are are very negative. Painting – The idea of bringing in – what you just talked about—a junkie, you know, overdosing—those are all negative connotations. They're all really, really hard, right? To, 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 Especially one that leads to death. That leads to death. Now, this is what's interesting oh, to me. Man, he
4: really hates this
3: thing. I—that's I, what—that's what troubles me so much. But it also—he's commenting on the movie itself because Luke, you know, moves away from the Force. You know, he goes to Act and he literally hasn't used the Force for yeah. a while. I saw a great thread once, a conversation online where it's like, what if Luke couldn't feel the force anymore because of the tragedy of losing his pupil in a new jedi council and and um but in the know, movie
4: he he literally says that he's trying to force the force out of himself right, and but so he's then when
3: consciously he, not doing it, but then to go here and say... When Luke finally gets his – for lack of a better term, gets his mojo back, right? He has no concept of the force. Braces the force, does the most powerful force move we've seen on film yet by projecting himself across the galaxy. That's why I love it so much. But that kills him, right? So he's likening the force to a drug. Yeah. Um, And then – but here's my problem. Yeah. If you didn't fundamentally like this version of the Luke Skywalker character in The Last Jedi … By putting this tweet out, Instagram post. Instagram, he put it on Twitter as well. Okay, okay, fair enough, fair enough. Um, Both. So, just both. Putting on, uh, yeah, gotcha, damn it. (laughs) But just by going there, it's like, then I go, well, what about the original trilogy when he became one with the Force, he became a Jedi Master, he was able to overthrow the Empire, build the Jedi Temple again, more pupils, Padawans, what have you. I just, this bum, This just bums me out.
4: Yeah, fair enough. Look, I think his point is not my Skywalker. Hashtag not my Skywalker. I think that that's his point.
3: I, it, I think it is his point, and I think he's he's continuing to drive it home yeah. with these posts. And it's it's a little frustrating on my end as a Luke Skywalker fan who also enjoyed the Luke Skywalker in the Last Jedi. I actually adore it. But here, I'm gonna, I'm gonna change it a okay. little bit here. Yeah, that pin. Take that back. Go back to this because okay, I'm
4: surprised you still remember that pen. By the way, I, I remember the
3: pen. I know. So I have all three books of the making of Star Wars: New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi by um, uh, Rinsler, uh What's his name? J.W. Rinsler. Okay, they're my coffee table books. I was about to gotcha on that one. Yeah, I know, right? I was trying to. I was like I'm trying to remember. Damn it! I don't want to be gotcha. So I read those things every once in a while. I just yeah. pick them up. And about a month ago – and I can't believe I'm bringing it up now because I forgot. But there's a section in the book, in Return of the Jedi in particular, mm-hmm. where there is the – there's like scripts, pages that didn't happen. Mm. And it all takes place at the end of Return of the Jedi where he you know saves the Empire and all this kind of stuff. But he sees the force ghost of Obi-Wan step out from the shadows of Endor. And he is no longer a force ghost. And he said because you defeated uh, your father Mm. or Darth Vader. okay. And Anakin now has given – and I'm I'm butchering this like free passage. Like my my time because I was killed by Darth Vader, I no longer have to be there because you put balance in the force. And then guess who steps out of the shadows is Anakin Skywalker and Luke Skywalker hugs him. So no longer a force ghost. Hold on.
4: Say it again. Say it again.
3: Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, gotcha! Say it, say it again. <laughs> gotcha! Basically, there was some exor- uh, exercised pages, something that Lucas thought about, never did mm. for Return of the Jedi, but that the Force Ghosts came back to life. All of them. All of them. Yeah. At Yoda, the Anakin. Yoda, Anakin, and Obi Wan came mm. back to reality, where mm. Luke hugs Corporeal. Anakin. Corporeal, exactly. Hugs him. Got rid of it. For whatever reason, I got to go back, I want to get it um, goes back and, and and I'm reading that and it, it just occurred to me that as we're talking about this, could they hmm. should they do that? because Ryan Johnson goes and use hmm. finds this old book in the library at Lucasfilm about force projection incorporates into the last Jedi.
4: I personally, is that true? Is that how he got
3: it? Yeah, yeah, do you remember that post he did? He was like he he showed a bunch of books, he pulls a book, he opens the book, and they're all images mm. and then force projection. he got it from like supplementary materials that are like you know, I'm probably it's gonna
4: probably not Canon anymore.
3: I don't know if it's well, it's Canon now it's in the movie <laughs> right um, but yeah, so th- this this idea that the force ghost of obi-wan. Can come back Mm. into pure corporal form, and Anakin can come and hug his son. Yeah. I mean that would have been a So look, first of all, I feel like I'm having deja vu right now. Are you having deja vu? I like this.
4: Because I am constantly amazed by the optimistic speculation that That I do have (laughs) about specifically Luke Skywalker. I yes. I'm optimistic. but a lot all of your speculation is about Luke Skywalker. You have a very strong attachment.
3: I love Luke Skywalker. He's, he's my everything. He's my, he's my favorite character in uh, all of the movies. Yeah. So, are you telling me that even though
4: it could have been better or whatever, the mm-hmm. fact that you even got Luke Skywalker in The Last Jedi and the fact that it is Mark Hamill playing him and the fact that it looks, smells, and feels a little bit like Luke Skywalker mm-hmm. was enough?
3: No, the story for me in The Last Jedi, why it got me – now, mind you, the movie ends and I'm at the press screening at Disney and I walk out mm. and I'm like – I could barely breathe. Mm. I'm like, what did I just see? Like what happened? I couldn't sleep that night. I was – I wasn't troubled but I was so profoundly affected, profoundly affected mm. I had, to, I had to think about this. I had to mull it over. I had to go, what did I just witness? And what I finally ultimately came to was beautiful for me as a character because I think it's very real mm. to have a character fall in some hard times. I do. I, I think it's very real to have I agree a that, powerful man. master find failure again and have echoes again to a time long ago. … that his own father fell to the dark side, that then he's raising pupils and he's rebuilding the Jedi and then another one fought, falls and he goes, I don't want this circle to continue anymore. I want to end it right now and end the Jedi. I'm going to go off on a on an island and just disappear and then he gets Rey to come to him and get – and, and finally get to him that he then uses all the mighty power that is Luke Skywalker to force project across the galaxy … To, to give them just a little bit of time for the resistance to escape, mirroring what Obi-Wan did to to sacrifice himself to Darth Vader for him to also get on that Millennium Falcon and escape the Death Star. There is something so poetic about it. I finally landed on this. Yeah, I, I The love I have for that moment, the beauty I did see in that last shot that when I see it over and over again now because I go back to The Last Jedi a lot.
4: It, it well, you just, can sit through the whole thing. Oh yeah,
3: even bite, my friend. Because <laughs> I'm like, it can't-a-bites. that lip. Yeah, it sucks. It's <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You get there and you're like, that it wears off. The idea when you hear, I'm going to show the rich side of the galaxy. We've always seen the you know the poor, the scoundrels, right. the scum. Right. But somehow
4: they're not affected by everything else that's going on in the Right. It, anyway, let let's focus in on uh, on. On Skywalker for a second, because because this is interesting. Because there is obviously, and I believe, Mm -hmm. okay, um, that if you meet or had met Mark Hamill, and look, I don't know if you have or have not. I have not. Okay, but I'm guessing that if you ever were to meet Mark Hamill, Mm -hmm. that you and him would get along famously. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Um, But in the back of your head, you guys have this incredibly divergent opinion Mm -hmm. on on Luke Skywalker, Mm -hmm. you know. And I think from his point of view, they didn't earn him stranded on an island. Mm -hmm. And they never really gave you the exposition. And I know we've talked about this before on this show. They didn't give you the exposition necessary, I believe, to make it something consistent with the character that they had established through the first three films. Yeah. You know, and I think that that's the disconnect that that Mark Hamill ultimately feels is that you're talking about the most optimistic guy in the galaxy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How did he lose all that? And you can't tell me. It's because he had a fleeting glimpse of his nephew being bad, and he tried to kill him in his sleep. Hmm. That's not enough. Yeah, that's not enough reason why the most optimistic guy in the galaxy becomes a hermit. And I agree with you; it's very interesting. Yeah, arc, right? Yeah, as a character arc, here's a guy who was looking at the stars, become the most optimistic guy in the galaxy, and something happened, and he lost all that optimism. And went into hiatus and never found himself again until at the very, very end, he discovered his true uh, reason for being a legend and he sacrifices himself for, for so that they can have an extra three minutes to escape. Right. Okay. Um, Tragic character. They didn't earn it. Right. I think that that's, that's Mark Hamill's point. Yeah. And, like, I, and I'm know, not convinced he's saying, uh, you know, not me, I'm also not convinced, but Mark Hamill's saying,
3: I'm not convinced this is Luke Skywalker. Mhm.
4: You got to show me, you got to explain it to me better.
3: I'm on and and again, I'm and I get those I I get your side of it too, you know. And this is funny to go back to the some of the the canon material. You read the first chapter of the Jedi the Last Jedi novelization. Mm. Luke is married. Luke is living on Tatooine, he has what? a wife. Are you serious? Yeah. And this is what happened. Oh, this is a
4: dream though, right? This is
3: a dream, yeah. So I read this thing. I go, holy shit! What is going on right now? And then he wakes up and he's on Octu and he's like, "The Force just tried to tell me something." You know, it was showing him the life he would have had had he never got involved. Right. So then he wasn't completely alienated from the Force. <clears throat> right. Right. If you want to take that book at face value. Yeah. I I get it. I mean, believe me. There, there's somebody put out a uh, uh, an image of Chewie, Han, and Luke all standing together. It was a scene taken out of um, Force Awakens. They photoshopped Luke in from Last Jedi and then photoshopped a lightsaber in him. And this person said, this is all we wanted and we didn't get it. And believe me, I saw that image. I went, yeah, Ruin. I wanted that too. Yeah. I wanted that too. So, 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 so let's think about it from their side. Why
4: not give it to us then? Like what's the reason? I, I think there's only one reason you want to know my theory Yeah, I do There's only one reason Which is that they wanted to create a new franchise Mm -hmm. Uh, So they wanted to create the new Big Mac And they wanted to get rid of the Big Mac And go from the Big Mac to the whatever you want to call it
3: They're handing the baton off, right? So you have the old characters But it's more than
4: handing off the baton Because you can hand off the baton the way that James Bond hands off the baton Right you know you can hand off the baton the way that Spider man hands off the baton mm-hmm. um, I think it's more than the baton. It's more like forget all this stuff. Mm-hmm. We're moving past this right This is the new stuff mm-hmm. this is the new stuff, but what they forgot a little bit is that Star Wars was basically the movies, and you know I don't know how people are going to react to what I'm about to say, but this is honestly how I feel about it what i why I love about Star Wars. the movies. In George Lucas's eyes were always a kind of promotional material commercial, if you will. It's a horrible word, but it kind of, yeah, uh, you know, for lack of a better word that I can't think of right now, mm-hmm. a commercial for the merchandise. Yeah, the merchandise was a huge part of Star Wars, I believe, from the original trilogy and the prequels. And it's not just me. You can look up the math on it. You can look up the oh, data God. on it. The end, there's a service called NPD that lets you know what, what sells at Target and stuff like this. Target is like the great barometer of like yeah. all sort of like, uh, sales at stores. Star Wars merchandise is in the gutter. Is it? Yeah. It's, it's not good. Yeah. It's not good. It's just, it, it doesn't look you can say, oh, toys don't sell as much as they used to or like whatever. Think about how many Star Wars games there were. For every other movie, like there's only one Star Wars. I mean, there's a few weird mobile games, but there's really only one premium Star Wars game out there.
3: Yeah, Battlefront.
4: That's it. That's it. I yeah. mean, before there was a marketplace that can sustain five Dude, or six so, or seven different
3: Star Wars. Games. You're right. When, when the prequels are out, I mean, we had the we talked about the Star yeah. Wars Racer. We uh, had you know the a, a Bounty Hunter, the Bounty and Hunter, uh,
4: Episode One, yes. and like uh, you know, blah
3: blah 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 blah. It just keeps going and going and going and going. You're 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 right. I. I I can't answer that. I don't know because, you know, I'll bring up the fact that Force Awakens, $2 And you're talking about Disney. Nobody has a better film to
4: merchandise strategy than Disney. They invented it. Right. They practically,
3: look, yeah, they did. They practically invented it. Yeah. And Lucas followed that model. He, he told Fox, yeah, you can pay me a million dollars to do A New Hope, I get all the merchandise. And they went, right. <laughs> 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 sure, buddy. Right. He and that, was following the Disney model. And that created Lucasfilm and THX and Industrial Light and Magic and all that. Right. That and merchandise built his empire.
4: And why is it that there's such a lack of the holistic nature of the franchise now? It, it just – it's very,
3: very, very, very confusing to me. Yeah. I mean when you say holistic, like more like into the Jedi Sith? No, no, no. More like, like here –
4: um so so I'm more talking about um you know, there was the sequels were always intended to have the final chapter of the original trilogy uh characters mm-hmm. as their main cohorts. Right. You know, like that's what the sequels were all about, right? Right. At least in In our own fan fiction that, you know, lasted for 20 years. I mean, this is like the sequels are always about the building of the Jedi Order, what happens with Han and Leia and their kids and all that stuff. Um, It's three movies. You guys are going to make a movie a year for the rest of your life. Episode 7, 8, and 9 should have just been that. Just give us that resolution to uh, Princess Leia, Han Solo, and Luke Skywalker. And episode you know, nine or whatever sets up Kylo and, and Ray and whatever. And then that's episodes, you know, ten, eleven, and twelve, and nobody would be complaining about anything.
3: Yeah. I can't I can't disagree with you on it's that. It's just like Here, here's they tried I to think. jump the gun a little bit. I think I think Disney and this is for better or for worse, and a lot of people probably think for worse, and I, I actually think for worse as well. I kind of I kind of agree with you about this. But I think what Disney did is they really had an eye on finding the next Luke, Leigh, and Han, right? Yeah. They wanted – Without earning able- it. Without earning it. Without earning it. I, I, I can see pros and cons of that. Now, I, I feel like they've earned it, but that's just me. That's my take. Sure. And I'm with you. I, I mean, they're earning it. They're earning it again and it's, it's – again, I always say, episode nine – <laughs> boy, JJ, do you a lot have of pressure. a hall order? And
4: I, look, for the record, I have very, very, very high hopes on it because I did, I, I did like the Force Awakens, even though I do think it's a straight reboot. And pretty much after Han Solo shows up, the movie falls apart for me in a lot of ways. Um, but I do love Kylo, I do love Ray. You know, these are two great characters. I just don't think they've had great story built around them just
3: quite yet. God, I love those stories. But Yeah. I, I see and I'm on the opposite. Yeah, but I think episode nine is gonna be great. Yeah. I mean I at least I want it to be great so bad. I know you do. And I do too. And I and I would love I mean there's this weird thing. When I brought up the the, the J. W. Rinsler book and what happened at the end with Luke coming or you know, Anakin coming to corporal form and this. I was bringing it up like will JJ do that? I hope he doesn't. To be honest with you, because it's like you're
4: safe. yeah, I think
3: it would be just a complete retcon of The Last Jedi. And then you're going to there will be some retconning of The Last Jedi. Yeah, I think. think,
4: Well, some something has to get retcon
3: or fan service. It's a good question, Um, because I think you can do fan service without retconning everything that happened.
4: OK, because like look – and I know we've talked about this, which maybe means that this show maybe has you know lived, lived its lifespan because I think we've talked about this already. Mm-hmm. But um, Star Wars has always been – like everybody says, oh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe has terrible villains. Um, Star Wars is the best villains. Mm-hmm. Like Star Wars is a, is a franchise defined by its incredible villains. OK, that's what Star Wars is. You know
3: why? It's because I think everybody can identify with having and getting a power – and wanting to either use it for good or bad and and feeling the, like, what would I do if I was all-powerful? Yeah. Could you feel the siren song of going down that dark path?
4: And look, it's amazing because, like, I, I was watching Ant-Man the other day and the Ant-Man villain I think is terrible. But they tried The original Ant-Man? No, no, no. The, uh, Ant-Man uh, and the Wasp? Ant-Man and the Wasp. Mm-hmm. You know, he um, – even the original Ant-Man, like they try to create sympathies because people say, oh, well, Star Wars, you know, the villains are so good because they're, they're intertwined with the, with, with, with the heroes and they're related to the heroes. So it's not really a villain. It's just, no, they're, they're straight up villains. All these movies use the same tropes. You yeah. know, there's something special about the Star Wars villains. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of those things that we've talked about on the show before is a rule of two, right? The right. namesake of this show.
3: Yeah.
4: And so there's two options. Either Snoke, I'm sorry. Either Kylo Ren takes on a new apprentice, mm-hmm. right? And somehow that becomes part of the narrative, mm-hmm. which could be cool, right? Could be. He cool. did say, you know, I could teach you. Uh, you know, what's the line? I was.
3: Uh, um, I teach you everything I know. Or... No, 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 no.
4: I can show you the ways of the Force. You know, yeah. when 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 he's telling her, like, you need a teacher. Mm-hmm. You know, you need a. You know, whatever. Like, so you can see that maybe you know, there's you know, like he's looking for an apprentice, right? Like, I'd
3: love it if he brings back the Sith.
4: I mean, there has to be an apprentice somewhere, right? Like, like – right? There has to be an apprentice. Yeah. Um, either, either he gets an apprentice or they'll retcon the fact that just like in, um, in Dark Force – or not Dark Forces, in a Dark Empire, um, that Snoke was some kind of clone. You know, and like hey, cloning is is part of the Star Wars thing. You can easily say he was a clone, yeah. And you can show a scene with like another like gigantic Star Wars ship, uh, sure. First Order ship, with like a five hundred Snoke's floating in in back to tanks, and then like a new like a, some arm grabbing the new one and like putting him down and whatever, right? Yeah, like you yeah. can totally see that, and like if they did that, I'd be, mm-hmm. I can live with it. Yeah, you know, and then make it again the rule of two Snoke to Ren. What do you think is going to happen with that? I mean, because you got to have two.
3: I it, it, if I'm going to speculate and and something I want, I I want Kylo Ren to go find an apprentice and say I'm full blown Sith now. I got rid of Snoke.
4: Mm, I back. killed him. Like.
3: You know, I'm, I'm going to finish what you started. I'm going to finish what you started. Now there's rumors of uh, Palpatine showing up, right? Not happening. Um, You don't think it'll happen? I don't think it'll happen. No way. I think the rumor was is that there was a that he finds a hologram with um, you know directions from Palpatine that came after the Empire to like um,
4: Palpatine's cloning facility.
3: I don't know. Not maybe cloning, but I I just think it would be interesting to see Kylo Ren. Get whether it's a holographic message or a message of the Empire about get an apprentice. Yeah, like but like what's getting Kylo, that ruler
4: two back. What's Kylo Ren left with at the end of the Last Jedi?
3: Well, he's left with he's Supreme Leader, like, and he's le, got a full le, army at his at his right, right. fingertips. So, right. So,
4: so thought experiment. Um, just like they did with with uh, with Ryan Johnson, they hand you the reins to Episode Nine. Mm-hmm. You don't you, you like you can't talk to Ryan Johnson, you can't talk to JJ. You're pretty much on your own, okay? okay? Mm-hmm. With no direction from anybody. You mm-hmm. have a blank slate. Yeah. Which is pretty much it seems at least to us that that's kind of how it works even though I find it very hard to believe. That's what it
3: seems like to the fans. Show for another time. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. yeah, I get it. Yeah. Um, what do you have? Well, I would jump I would jump ahead for maybe 10 years. Um, like OK, we, at like, least
4: that's uh, that's, a, that's a good Band-Aid.
3: Right? Um, Band-Aid to hold together the the, the shitstorm. <laughs> or, or, or Band-Aid to stop the bleeding. Stop the bleeding. OK. Um, because – well, I'm doing this. I'm going to echo some of the things that have happened in the past that Star Wars does. We jumped ahead 10 years from Phantom Menace to Clone Wars, right, yep. to Attack of the Clones, which I thought was great. Because yeah. then it's like you have Anakin, Jedi Padawan. Yeah. You learn a lot.
4: You jumped, I believe, a, a considerable amount of time too from Clone Wars
3: to uh, uh, Revenge of the Sith. I think it was only a couple of years. Yeah, yeah. But it was a jump. It was a jump. It was a, it jump. Was a jump, right. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it was like, all of Clone Wars. And it was all of Clone Wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're right. You're right. So um, the, the thing about the sequel movies is that we jumped an hour. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not, like. Not even. Not even. Yeah. It was like we jumped. Like, whew, Look at the time. There's the Dreadnought. You know, it's like it was just. Whew, Right there. So I think that gives you a little bit of freedom to, if we know what we know, I would love to jump 10 years. And in the exposition that is going to come in dialogue and in circumstance and in, you know, set Mm -hmm. pieces, you can go and, Supreme Leader, I have news. Kylo turns around, right? Blah, 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 blah. I sent my apprentice. What happened to him? Mm. Whatever it may be. Right? Right there, apprentice, cut to. Here's your apprentice. You introduce a new villain. Right. And in that, you realize, through dialogue, without beating you over the head with needless exposition, is that he has enacted the rule of two back and mm. he is a Sith. Yeah. He's gone full Sith. And the first order is taken over the entire galaxy. Taken area. over the entire galaxy. But now we cut to our heroes. Ray is with a few Jedi. Trying to rebuild the resistance. Rebuild the resistance, but here's what I would do if I had all the money in the world.
4: Broom kids a little older.
3: Broom and broom <laughs> kids a little older. Kylo turns around, says what he says, and then they leave, and he and he just sits back, and the darkness takes him right, and then you hear Luke Skywalker, his voice. Come on, Ben. Right. What are you doing, Ben? And Kylo just loses it. Mm. Get out of my head. And he's going because what Good. I've always wanted is Luke Skywalker haunting Kylo. Haunting Kylo. Yeah,
4: which I like that. I like that angle.
3: And that's – Luke becomes a big integral part of this episode nine. Mm. But then we also see Ray meditating, lifting rocks, a little callback to Empire. There's Luke again. Good. Feel the force flow through. What do you feel? What do you see? Good. Your next step is this. Actually, and he's, actually training her. Not <clears throat> training You have her. Three, three lessons and now you're a Jedi. Yeah. No, no, no. He's still training her. Right, And Ray, who has been a little bit of a version of Skywalker, a little bit uh, – what's the word I'm looking for? She jumps into action. She's a little bit like Luke was, like I'm going to go and – A little reckless. A little reckless. Luke, you're still not listening. She's like, am I a master yet? Master? No, you're not. You're not ready to be called Jedi Master. You still have a lot to learn. Whatever right. it may be. Her arc is to become Jedi Master by the end of episode nine. She's still not there. Right. She's still helping rebuild. I don't see how or why you can't have Force Ghost Luke helping create more Jedi. Again. So look, again. I know. You're doing it. Gotcha. <laughs> You're I going did, to the, the – yeah, the, no, no, the optimistic no. version of Luke Skywalker.
4: Yes, mm-hmm. yes. So Absolutely. So like if I, I was a psychologist, I which I'm not, but if yeah. I were a psychologist, I would say you have unresolved <laughs> Skywalker issues. OK? <laughs> you have a certain amount of denial as well.
3: <laughs> I, I freely admit this. You know? Because yeah. Because I can right now.
4: Because if you had all the money in the world – and I quote, you said if I had all the money in the world, your version of episode nine is basically – Luke Skywalker as a ghost puppeteering the entire film.
3: Yeah, well, okay, I wouldn't go there. Now I understand because I mean, based on that, use- yeah, you're going off of what I just said. Um, but I wouldn't go there. I mean, you gotta sparingly use Luke because mm. then it becomes too much. Mm. And I'm with you, I, you know, and I'm and I am totally. I'm going down that rabbit hole. But again, I think that there are things you can do, like Obi Wan showing up and going, "Patience, Luke." You know. Offering right. wisdom when he when he needs it Sure, sure, Sparingly sure. use it So maybe I'm not doing Luke right at the beginning of episode 9 yeah. with Kylo Ren
4: L- Let me, because I know we're starting to get close on time <laughs> Yeah, yet. we're
3: going to have to wrap it up soon but.
4: So where is Finn through all this? Because he's one of my favorite characters And I feel like he's been done
3: done ugly, to be honest I think Finn, because le- of his Yeah, he has you know, he, one, Especially you know, in the second one One,
4: one thing, um, just to take a trip back down memory lane really quick mm-hmm. Okay, let me go down my rabbit hole um, when I first started seeing art for um, the Force Awakens, and it was after that first uh, teaser trailer, which I thought was awesome. Yeah, you know yeah. the one that you know, like the famous one, the one that has Snoke narrating, mm-hmm. and you see Finn pop up, mm-hmm. and that's a great one. It's yeah. a great
3: one. The very first look at the Force very, Awakens. The very
4: first trailer I think is excellent. Um, that's the thing about Star Wars; they always have the best trailers. They
3: really do. And, yeah. and look,
4: and back to. You know, to the great John Williams, it's the John Williams music that brings them all together. Always, but I always thought that there was um, some art that came out for Finn um, before the next trailer came out that had Finn uh, with a lightsaber held with uh, Luke's, like you know, lightsaber. Yeah, held. he did. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. And, and
4: he uses it in the movie, and, and you that's know, where it came from. In yeah, the second in the second trailer, you actually see him using it. I was convinced. He was a Jedi? That the story, because they were actually teasing it on Rebels, uh, which I believe had already been out before Force Awakens came out. Rebels? I believe Rebels came out before Force Awakens came out. I'm pretty sure.
3: I don't know. Um, I think you're into it for a gotcha moment. (laughs) I don't know. No,
4: no, no, because uh, I'm thinking about a very specific episode. Yeah,
3: let me put When Did Rebels uh, Debut?
4: No, because there's a very specific episode that I'm thinking about.
3: You're right. You're uh, absolutely right.
4: Yeah, yeah. That had Ezra. Uh, October 3rd,
3: 2014.
4: That had Ezra hanging out with um, some uh, uh, um, stormtrooper uh, cadets.
3: Right, you know? right.
4: And there was like a rumor. Uh, yeah, yeah, that that was Finn. Yeah, or Finn's dad. Finn's or, dad, whatever or, or it was. Somehow, somehow it was connected to Finn, yeah. right? But what I really liked about it was that the whole premise of that episode was actually that – um, one of those cadets was Force sensitive. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So I thought that The Force Awakens was going to be about a stormtrooper becoming a Jedi
3: and, and that it was going to be Finn. It was all going to be focused around Finn. Because when you say, Have you felt it? You know? And it's like, and he come, yeah. pops up. And when, yeah, when he I hear The name, it, yeah. Force Awakens yeah. and he pops up, first thing we see, yeah. I'm like, The Force Awakened in him. I think everybody thought. That. I think everybody did. Yeah, and and, and like and, and John
4: Boyega is such a great actor, and like that's what I thought, you yeah. know. So like Finn, and then Finn in the movie uh, Force Awakens, he's great. He's he's the funniest character. He's the he's the most lovable character. He's the closest thing you get to like a true Han Solo character, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was absolutely mesmerizing in the Force Awakens completely horrifically played ugly, I think, in The Last Jedi. Where does Finn go in Episode Nine with all this other stuff going on?
3: You know, Finn's journey – Does it get worse or does it go back to First Awakens? I want him to – because his journey was always like, do I have a home? He wanted to run as far away from the First Order as possible. And by the end of The Last Jedi, he's like, I'm now a rebel. I'm taking you on. I would love to see Finn – now be in a position of leadership within the resistance. I would love to see him be like General Han They haven't Han really set Solo. that up though. They now. haven't set that up yet. But if we do a jump, I think you can finagle that in there, massage that way in.
4: Just to be more mediocre,
3: I yeah. I hope not. I hope that he really does have. They gotta
4: find something for Finn that's that's meaningful.
3: Yeah, I think now would be a great character arc. Is that he was trying to run away? You know. Now he's taking the fight to the resistance. I want him running towards the first order. Yeah, I there's a part of me that loves the idea of some intrigue, some spy work. Finn is like deep in a pocket, undercover. What's the last? Just like Lando in Jabba's palace, right?
4: Okay. We start to see him in that. We start to
3: see him like 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 Leia, Lando. Yeah, yeah, like you know. The First, order, hunter, first order is taking over this section of the galaxy, he's right? Undercover. He's, he's undercover. undercover. Yeah. He's in there. And then all of a sudden this great moment happens where the First Order is like doing some shit to some people. And they're yeah, like pushing yeah. and they're they're being the tyrants that they are. And then all of a sudden it's like boom. And then and then everybody's there. Yeah. Finn reveals himself and it's this coup. God. And then boom, he's there he, and he, he went, just takes it out.
4: So he went from being what I thought was going to be the next Luke Skywalker to being the janitor.
3: Yeah, and I think that what I just said, I think, is a great idea. I'm First, sorry. I like that
4: a lot. I, like I, that a lot I think too. to be deep I'm undercover somewhere. Um, what's the last thing we see him do in The Last Jedi.
3: Rebel scum knocks out Phasma, goes and picks up Rey. No, 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 or but gets that's, back. No,
4: no, no. Way later. I mean, look, because we see him obviously do that. Oh, he hugs
3: uh, Ray when she has the rocks everywhere. The Kamikaze thing. He hugs her. He hugs her. They get in the Falcon and they fly off.
4: You're I, talking mean, about, yeah, I can't even
3: remember the end of The Last Jedi right now. You're going to have to watch it again, my friend. Right. <laughs> I can't even remember it. Gotcha. Gotcha. And that's a I great – I can't even remember the, the the end of it. I, I mean – She moves the rocks because he's he's in the base. Yep. They come out. They come down when the shuttle him and um... – The
4: last scene though is, is Broom no, he... Boy. The last scene is Broom Boy.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, Th- Finn's about to commit suicide. Yeah, to save them, yeah, yeah, we all know that. We all know that. So fast forward, Kelly Marie Tran. Uh, uh sorry. Um, What's the Rose last thing we see him? Finn do? Well, she saves him. Rose does. She drag. He drags her to the entrance. They're gonna about to get in. Luke shows up, does his thing. Yeah, yeah. But fast forward, like like they the run last. Through.
4: Literally, the last thing you see Finn do in in,
3: in hugging Lester. Ray, hugging Ray before they get on the Falcon, and then he's with everybody on the Falcon. Oh, he I- opens the. The drawer to get a blanket. Gotcha. And gotcha. there are the Jedi texts. There are the
4: Jedi texts. Yeah. OK. So, so maybe he helps her with the text or something. Look, may- maybe that's a way that you rebuild the franchise, right, is like with the text. So, I,
3: I love this speculation. In fact, I would want to tease this and see if you want to do it for our next episode. OK. We continue this conversation of episode nine of what we would like to see. Some of the characters that we maybe thought didn't get enough to do in The Last Jedi, yeah. how would you do them? Much like I said, I want Finn to be deep undercover somewhere in the galaxy. Yeah. I like how that I, for Finn. It's yeah. something. It's something. Yeah. But, I want uh,
4: Poe Dameron to pay for his war crimes.
3: <laughs> I know you do. Yeah. <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> anyway. And that's a podcast for another time and that will yeah. do it for Rule of Two because this has been a long one. As oh, w- it? We're wont to do uh, we're over about a hour and 25 minutes oh, right, right now. Yeah, whatever. There it is. Well, look, hopefully you
4: guys like it. Leave comments. Yeah, man. Hit us up on Twitter. Hit, Hit us, us up, up on Twitter,
3: Twitter, at Riley Around on Twitter, at Mark Fernandez over there. This is of 2. This is on the official Podcast One feed for Collider yeah. Jedi well, look, Council. Look,
4: uh, first of all, um, we love you guys. Thank you for listening. Yeah. It's okay to give us critiques. You Absolutely. know. As long as they come from a place of constructive
3: criticism. Keep it fair.
4: Keep it fair. Yeah. Keep it keep it with love. Keep quote, it with love. To quote Kanye. Yeah.
3: Right? Keep it with love. You know and, keep and it fair. We have we're having fun. We're having we, fun. You should have you fun. Have if have you're fun.
4: listening and you get because some people are like critiquing us an hour in. So you're obviously already an hour with us. You're part of the family. Yes. You know, and families argue. We get that. But ultimately, it's all about love. It's all about Star Wars, and may the Force be with you always.
3: Absolutely. And that'll do it for Rule of Two. We'll see you next week, dropping Wednesday, every Wednesday on the Collider Podcast One, Jedi Council feed. See you next time, and may the Force be with you. Rise.